So have you ever heard of padding the uh, fuel bill? Mm. I think I told you about it one time. It's a it's a scam. I had seen I seen an article on a driver that got um, arrested because he was selling fuel, his boss's fuel to truckers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it reminded me of you know what some drivers do. Just take a few minutes here to talk about it. It's interesting. How you know people have these little scams in the industry, and and this is this is one that's in the trucking industry. It's called padding the fuel bill. Not that I'm an expert at scamming, but here's here's how it works. Now listen to this: you don't pump the fuel. Now this is a, this is how you work this. You don't pump the fuel, but the guy at the fuel desk gives you a receipt. For the fuel you pumped. <coughs> Listen to my voice. Anyways, you don't pump your fuel, but the guy at the at the fuel bump at the fuel pump gives you a receipt. Now, obviously, that means the guy at the fuel desk is also in on the scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not usually at like a big giant loves or at a flying jet. It's usually your small mom and pop truck stops where this goes on at. Mm-hmm. He then swipes your company card and he gives you half the cash for the receipt. So what he does is he writes out this receipt. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, you know, just basically writes you out a receipt for say, they usually try to keep it low it's usually a scam they do more than once because they're in on it together. If you got a guy that comes through a certain area every week or every month, this is how they make it. And I'll just use a hundred dollar for a figure. Okay. Okay. So, you know, this, you know, this guy that works behind Joe blows truck stop fuel, you pull in, he gives you a receipt or actually maybe you even buy fuel. But what he does is, especially if you have a reefer tank, he gives you, say, a receipt for a hundred dollars, and he literally, he literally um, swipes the card, and then he gives you fifty bucks out of the register, or out of his pocket even, and he keeps fifty bucks mm-hmm. because the card just paid because you're using the card. He's still swiping your card, but you never got fuel, and the reason they keep it to a lower minimum because. Let's say you got $1,000 worth. You, that would be really fast to go. Where's the $1,000 worth of fuel? It didn't last. Right, right. So, but if you do this like once a month or once a week, a lot of companies never detect it. Mm-hmm. Thus, you're padding the fuel bill. You're, you're padding your boss's fuel. And then when you get caught, you will, you will deserve to be fired. Right. And then you get a reputation as stealing money from the company, which is right. a really bad thing. Yeah, that's on DAX. Yeah. Just saying. Check this. Here's another scam. Um, when you're pumping your fuel, when you're actually pumping the fuel, maybe you have a buddy that also has a tractor trailer. Or maybe somebody you met on the CB, if you have a CB. Or maybe somebody you met at the truck stop or just whatever. You just met this guy and you pull into the truck stop and while you're pumping on the one side, you hand him one of your pumps and he pumps in so many gallons into his. Usually an owner operator is what they target because the owner operator wants to buy cheap fuel. 
So while you're pumping your fuel in the next lane, again, he's, you know, you're being handed this pump. Or maybe the guy's behind you and you leave the pump on and then he pulls in and he pumps so many gallons. But so what happens is, let's say, fuel, for example, fuel is five bucks a gallon. And just say, again, you know, I'm not going to use a big high number because you're going to get caught if you do. And I'm not advocating this. I'm telling you, this is this is an actual scam. If, if, if you're a, a small trucking company or a large trucking company and you keep thinking to yourself, well, yeah, we, our numbers never come up right. You know, we're $100 here, $100 there, but you just attribute it to bad accounting or, or error or whatever the case is. A lot of times, if especially it's coming from one driver, you're probably being scammed. And so let's say the price of fuel is 5 bucks. So you, you pump, I don't know, let's say, say you pump 100 gallons, just using this as a number. You pump 100 gallons into an owner-operator's tank. That's $500 worth of fuel you just pumped in. But your boss is paying for that. You charge the owner-operator uh, $3.50 for fuel. You just saved him $150. He gives you $350 cash. Your boss gets screwed, and you get $350 put in your pocket. Okay? This is this is a, this is is real stuff that goes on in the industry. Wow. And I, I, yeah, it's the truth. Now, I don't... I think that there's a lot of companies, especially if you're a new company, you might not realize this crap goes on. But the sleazier driver you hire, the odds are, you know, if he's got a bad reputation to begin with and you hired him, there's a good chance he might be scamming you if your numbers aren't matching. Isn't that something? It is something. That's pretty bad stuff, isn't it? I think so. Padding the fuel bill. And I knew a guy that used to do it, to be honest with you. Back in the day, back in the day, he was out of Pennsylvania and I remember him doing that. I was I was like, wow. So, you know, bottom line, if you're a truck driver and you're doing this stuff, you're going to get caught. I promise you, you can get caught. I'll tell you, you know, if you're sus if you're suspecting it, right? Um, well, if the if the fuel guy's in on it, you don't want to you don't want to contact the guy that works behind the desk. You want to contact the owner of the trucking company or whoever runs that trucking company, and hopefully that he's not in on it. But if he's not in on it, they can pull video of this stuff going on, you know, and it's like, Oh yeah, you never even pumped gas, you know, or, or diesel, you never even pumped any fuel. And, and I got a bill, you know, you're fired and then put it on his deck, blah, blah, blah. So really guys and gals, if you think your numbers are off, they shouldn't be. I'm just saying that you really, it's not that hard to keep track of every gallon. It's really not. Now, if you're in a, if, if you're in the reefer industry and, and you're dropping and hooking trailers and one sitting here, one sitting there, and it's running. This is a, you know, that might be a little more hard to keep track of in the reefer industry. And that's probably where it goes on the most. What do you think of all that? I think you just told them a scam. Well, I, I'm telling this to the owners. And if, if you're a driver and you, and you just got a great idea and you're going to make a couple extra bucks, it ain't. Don't be a loser. Don't be a loser, like Ruth then says. But, but what's the bottom line? Maybe you make 100 or $200 a month extra, and then when you get caught, you're going to say to yourself, shit, I just ruined my career for a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. It ain't worth it, guys. Mm -hmm. I've always said if I'm going to ever commit a crime, it's going to be for millions. I'm not, I am not going to prison. You're going to tell the Briar story, aren't you? <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I've seen that look in your face. Good. Our son. Our son has See, it's an so ice amazing how I know you. <laughs> Our son has an ice cream fetish. 
Well, he did. How old was he, though, when he told us this? Oh, what was he, 14, 15, And what 16. did he say? If I ever go to prison. If I ever go to prison, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make sure it's for something good. I'm going to, I'm going to hijack a Briar's ice cream truck. Yeah, he said, if you ever see me in prison, it was for Jack, for hijacking a Briar's truck. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, you know, it ain't worth a couple hundred dollars to ruin your whole damn career. So no. that is that. And we are going to move on. I just wanted to kind of mention that for any, any of these companies out there that may really be trying to figure out why their numbers keep are always off. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance you're being scammed by one of your drivers if that is the case. I'm just saying. Okay? Ruthann, moving on? Moving on. How about we mention our sponsors and we get this show rocking and rolling? <laughs> you're tired. You know you're on video. Hello. She don't care. Ruthann is one of those people. <laughs> you cannot embarrass her. I mean, she's married to me. So... <laughs> <laughs> and I've done things that would embarrass most people, and she's never embarrassed. Uh, we also raised like enough kids that once you have so many kids, you're like nothing can embarrass me. Yeah, Ruthann's a baby factory. All right, so here we go. Ruthann, our sponsors of the week. We're gonna start with Camion's Break Even Free Download Calculator. Yes, it's free. You go to Camion.com. I'm sorry, Camion.io forward slash Talk CDL, and that's K-A-M as in Michael, I-O-N as in Nancy, dot I-O forward slash Talk CDL. It's free if you're a fleet, a big fleet, a small fleet. If you are, you're really like a bobblehead right now. <laughs> you're driving me nuts. But anyways, <laughs> uh, download that free break-even calculator today, Camion.io forward slash Talk CDL. We're also brought to you by DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E, W-Y-Z-E dot com. It's, it's. It's a uh, uh, an app-based um, uh, scale bypassing app is what it really is. Mm -hmm. And you download it today and you're rocking. If you're a small fleet or a big fleet, I know that I'm hearing it's less money than the competitors. And people write in telling us how much they love it. We're also brought to you by National Carriers, 888-311-7076. Tell them that we sent you over there. They got those beautiful Kenworths, and they're looking for some lease drivers and some company drivers, 888-311-7076. If you're looking to be home every day, drivers, seriously, if you're looking to get off the road, be home every day, kiss the wife, play with the kids, go to Carter Lumber dot com forward slash talk cdl and fill out their little form and if you have a class a or a class b cdl you can be home every day they got over 160 or 180 locations east of the mississippi carterlumber.com forward slash talk cdl and we're also brought to you by driving-tests.org if you want a guarantee of passing your cdl sign up today for driving-test.org it's a guarantee that you will pass your class A or class B CDL. For 50 bucks, it's worth the investment because you're, you're saving. Or your money back. It's yeah. $50 for like the month or your money back. Yes. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So here we are, Ruthann, on the podcast. And I've got a couple things that I just wanted to talk to you about today. One is been seeing a lot of trouble in the industry with drivers trying to come back that have uh, haven't uh, driven in a few years. And then I also want to talk to you about sleep apnea is coming back. And I want to tell you something. It's coming back with a vengeance. And a lot of these truck drivers don't know because it hasn't been talked about in five years. So if you got your CDL in the last five years, especially you guys, okay, and you drivers, 
that are at risk of this, you want to hear this because it could become a nightmare. So they upgraded the handbook. Exactly. So we'll talk about that in just a second. So Ruthann, real quick, um, if you haven't driven in a while, at least three years, how easy is that to get a CDL? Or how easy is that to get back into the industry it's right now? It's extremely hard. Yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher because of regulations, guys. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of the companies that we know, a really big company, and I said, look, these guys know how to drive. I mean, you know, what if a guy hasn't driven? A driver advocate. Exactly. I'm like an advocate. No, I'm like, if you know, if, like me personally, I've been driven in a long time, and I know I can drive backwards and forward and all this other stuff like I used to. But he said to me, he said, it's not that you're, it's not your skill as much as regulations knowing the new hours of service and um, also the insurance companies will not insure you. Well, they feel uh, the insurance companies look at it as far as the fact that if you're a liability or an asset because you haven't been in the truck for a little while, mm -hmm. when you get in there, the drive, your reaction time, just because, you know, when you're doing for so something for a while, you kind of get in the groove of it, you know. You don't do it for a while. You're like, oop, oop, I didn't pay attention. Oop, oop, forgot about that. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yeah. So bottom line, refresh your course. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that you won't find a company, um, but I am saying, though, your really good companies will not be able to hire you. I know there's one or two companies, and I knew, I'll tell you who one is, Schneider. I had heard... Now, it could be different because things change all the time. I had heard if you drove one, I, th I think it's like in the last 10 years, if you have one or one year in the last five or six out of 10 going back or something, I forget how it's worded, but you were, they, they were one of the companies that will help you get back into the industry. And there are some that will bring you back if you get a refresher course, and I'm going to tell you a little secret. It, let's say you haven't driven in five years, but you've got 15 years experience. Mm -hmm. Now, most of those guys, and I was talking to this company the other day, and they were telling me they had a driver recently like this. He had like 15 years experience, hadn't driven in five years. They told him, if you go get a refresher course, we'll put you with our trainer for one to three weeks to certify you back into the industry. And he told them to go to hell because he's a professional driver. He didn't want to do what it took to get back into the industry. So the only choices you got is to go find what I call a shit company. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And here's the problem with, okay, you've been out of the trucking industry for five years, say. And your pride won't let you go get a refresher course or go with a trainer for a week or so. Mm -hmm. So you say, okay, I'll go to Joe Blow's Trucking. He's got two trucks and he's willing to hire me and he can pay me a little bit more. Here's the issue. You go and you work for Joe Blow's Trucking. You stay there two years. When you go to quit Joe Blow's Trucking, 99, this is a big thing in the, in the industry, 99% of the times Joe Blow, because he's only got two, three trucks, he's a very non-compliant company, thinks his shit doesn't stink and you don't have to do anything according to the industry, and he will not give you a reference when you leave him. 
He will not say when the next company, see, now you think, okay, I can leave Joe Blow because I'm back in the industry. I'll go get a better job than Joe Blow's trucking. And you, you call around and you talk to a bunch of trucking companies. And you know what they, they, they do? They, they now say, okay, we're going to call Joe Blow's or we're going to send a, a uh, reference sheet over to Joe Blow's trucking. And your current employer, which is Joe Blow's trucking, doesn't answer them. So now you have been out of the industry five years plus the two years you've been with Joe Blow's trucking. So now technically there's no reference of you driving in the last seven years. Now you made it even harder for yourself to go get a good job. It's the truth. That's the downward spiral of not doing things the right way. Not only that, but that's if Joe Blow didn't go out of business. Well, whether Joe Blow goes out of business or not, one of the things we know from talking to a million trucking companies all the time is they can never get these small companies. They can't. They, they actually curse at you. Right. They can't get these small companies to answer the phone because they take it personal because you quit them. Mm-hmm. When you leave this company, they're a family-owned business. They take everything personal, and what they do is they refuse to even let anybody know you drove there. Even though they have 30 days to comply with DOT, they don't care. They don't. And they don't give a flying rat's ass. They will they not give you the reference that you deserve, and therefore you're screwed. And I've I've met a lot of drivers like that, Ruthann, that they'll say, yeah, well, my last company, they tried to get a hold of these company, this guy, and he never answered the phone. He's, he's real pissed off because I quit him, all this other bull crap. So all I'm saying is if you're wanting to get back in the industry and you got a lot of experienced drivers, for real, I'm being honest, if you're wanting to get back into trucking, do it right. Go to a refresher course. And then there's companies like, I'll just say, you know, even though there are sponsored national carriers, companies like that, you know, those mid-sized companies, Schneider, U.S. Express, even though they're companies, you know, they're bigger companies and some drivers don't want to be with a big giant company. These are companies that will always comply with DOT regulations and give you a reference. So it's good to have them on your side. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. So again, if you've been out of the industry a long time and you know, you're know you having a hard time get back, getting back in, go get a grant or whatever. Take a small refresher course. Get a part-time job until you're through it. Okay, and Refresher courses don't take too long. And before you do it, call around to a bunch of companies and tell them, here's the hours I'm going to be doing. Here's the course I'm going to be doing. Will you accept this as soon as I'm done with this course will you put me with one of your trainers and get me back on the road you know honestly all you do is work for them for six months and then a lot of companies are going to start saying yeah we want we want this guy you know you're you'll be back in in man you'll be in you would be moving on moving on let's move on okay um so I mentioned sleep apnea mm-hmm. um I read an article and here's it's interesting. Do you, do you have the article? Do you have anything on it? I would have to pull it back up. I don't have it up with me. Well, here's, here's what I did read. I read that... I know that FMCSA has done an updated handbook for the medical examiners. I have that book. I actually pulled it all up. I have that and all kind of crazy stuff I was looking at today for these guys. And I'm going to tell you something. The industry, it's amazing how they keep trying to get tougher on people. And what they do is they push out a lot of these guys. Um, They stopped talking about sleep apnea in 2017. Because I hadn't heard of drivers. Remember before, man, my, my, I'm whistling as I breathe. Mm -hmm. Getting old. (laughs) No, no, but, but bottom line is I remember back in the day when you would, you know, get a physical and the doctor would, um, 
say he's got sleep apnea. And like a lot of trucking companies had two doctors. They'd send you to the good doctor or the bad doctor, depending on if they liked you in orientation. I'm telling you, this really went on a lot. But they stopped talking about this in 2017, but they've been doing a study and gathering data for the last five years. That's why the handbook update Ruthann. But why did why did they stop talking about it? Do you know? I I think they they said because they didn't have circum they didn't have actual proof of the results. Now I will say this: the definition of sleep apnea is I believe it's it's not that you see a lot of people think sleep apnea when back in the day like 15, 20 years ago um, when when you mentioned sleep apnea, people thought oh. He's going to fall asleep while he's driving. That's, that's narcolepsy. That's narcolepsy. My grandma had narcolepsy. Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> My mom's mom. What? What, what happened? <laughs> no, 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 but it's funny. What was that movie? Was it The Hot Chick or whatever? It was where the, the person would fall asleep when they were talking. Mm-hmm. But, but no, it's not, it's not, you don't fall asleep. The problem is you have a, a problem sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You have a problem getting a good night's rest. And you don't go into the right REM cycles. Right. In fact, Ruthann, you had been diagnosed with sleep apnea at mm-hmm. one time, and you went through sleep studies. I think mm-hmm. two of them you did, right? Two sleep studies? Yeah, I, I had the machine. I just... You just hate using it. I do. <laughs> I mean, you look... First off, you look like you're from outer space. <laughs> look, I am your father. No, actually, it's super quiet. It just has this big... You know, I know, but like when but I roll quiet. over, if you now if you're the husband and you roll over and you wake up and you're in a deep sleep and you wake up and there's this monster beside you, <laughs> you know, that's exactly you know. So it's scary on for everybody in the bed. Mm-hmm. But but the bottom line I hear though from people that do have sleep apnea that use the what they call the CPAP machine, um, I'm hearing Mine's that pro air. I'm hearing you get a good night's sleep because it really forces oxygen or air down into your lungs Mm -hmm. do you so do you actually sleep better with the when you sleep when you do use it do you get a better night's sleep it's just more of a pain in the butt to use okay so here's my issue on the CPAP on the CPAP my personal issue I want to hear it okay see I'm a nose breather in other words I clench my mouth shut so I won't open my mouth so I breathe through my nose Hmm. well they have a mass that goes just over your nose then so you kind of feel like a clown because it goes right over your nose did you did you have one of those i, I have one and when you open your mouth it goes <laughs> i didn't want to do the noise right up against it because what happens is all that air is pushing through your nose so when you open your mouth it's going past your your, your in your throat so it goes right so it's annoying because if you go to open your mouth it's like this suction so I use the full mask. I, I don't mind my full mask except for I feel like it tickles me. The air going like under my nose and around my face, I feel like it tickles me. So when I'm wearing it, I feel like I'm constantly awake trying to get the itchy off my face. Yeah, that would bother me too, having it, something in my face all night. Even though it's like, honestly, if you think about it, the little fine hairs that you have, it's not really, it's not creating that, that tickle. It just is, it's my mind telling me that. So once I get past those few days of, of getting past that, then I go and I start sleeping better. But 
until I can get past those few days. I usually can't make it. I keep, I'll wear it and then I'm like, oh, it's just annoying me. So I'll stop wearing it and then I'll try it again and then I'll stop. And then it's, it's actually a been a, It's been a while since you use it. It has I been remember, a while now, yeah. but I probably should because I'm always tired. So now, now let's talk about the CPAP machine for a second. Mm-hmm. First off, the CPAP machine itself, and, and, and guys, you want to hear these, you know, what's going on with this, why it's really going to be a bad thing. But um, the machine itself, uh, when you bring it on in a tractor trailer, and I remember when people used to go, I got a CPAP. I, this was back when nobody understood sleep apnea, right? When it first started. And they, they would find a reason not to hire that driver because he had to bring a CPAP machine. Then it had to be hooked up to a APU. And I, and I believe an inverter, as long as you keep your truck running, uh, will run your CPAP at night. So if you're idling and you don't have an APU in the truck, then you can use that to keep your CPAP going. But that's got to be annoying carting that around the country if you quit a job. But here's the problem. This was what they used to do. And and drivers hear this. I mean this sincerely. I remember every time these drivers go into a trucking company and that if you're going to a trucking company that does their own physicals, okay? What happens is the doctor asks you questions. Do you snore? When you say yes, now he's thinking you have sleep apnea or if your neck was too big. That's my next thing, right? When they measure your neck, if your neck is, I think it was 17 inches or bigger, which is not a very big neck. Yours ain't 17. Here, let me put my hands around your throat. I mean, your neck. Yeah. (laughs) But no, seriously, I remember the number was 17. So if you're at a physical and you answer yes to I snore or no, I don't get it. Or like if he asks you, do you sleep well at night? That, trust me, they're not asking you, they're not being nice to you in the doctor's office. It ain't, it ain't do, old Doc Joe is, everybody's Joe today. It ain't old Doc Joe trying to strike up a friendly conversation. He's, he's no different than a, a cop when he's interrogating you. He's, he's trying to, everything that you say can and will be used against you with <laughs> your sleep apnea. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the medical examiner's uh, Miranda rights when they start asking you that crap. You know, and I'm not telling you to lie. I'm just saying, if you tell them, yeah, I don't, I don't sleep well at night. I wake up several times a night. Okay. Um, or, uh, yeah, I snore a lot. I, people can't sleep near me because I'm I, always tired. Yeah, I'm always tired. Yeah, exactly. When you start answering questions in that manner, guys and gals, I can assure you what happens next is a nightmare. They now they say, okay, you failed your physical. Okay. And you got to now go home and do a sleep study, mm-hmm. which is they put you in a chamber or, uh, you know, in a room, and they monitor you all night while you sleep mm-hmm. at, like, a facility. That's You've done it. I've been with Ruthann twice when she had to do it. So I know what they do. And so now you've got to bring back proof that you got your CPAP and that the doctor either said you had it or not after the study. And, and they make you use it for three months straight. Right. Exactly. Now, here's the other thing. When you're a trucker and you have been deemed with sleep apnea, let's say you go... And you go through all the BS and you get the CPAP machine, right? But you do like Ruthann. You turn it off and never use the damn thing, right? <laughs> and let's <laughs> let's say six months from now, you quit your job and you go to the next trucking company and they see that you have sleep apnea. 
guess what they do? They ask you for the last 30-day printout of your sleep apnea machine that you should have already been on that you pulled a Ruth Ann on and didn't use the damn thing for the last six months. Now, guess what they tell you? You got to go now and get back on your sleep apnea machine and give us results. I think it's 30 days or I forget the number, but let's just say it's 30 days um, of, of actual data that comes off that sleep apnea machine that you got on Guess what's going to happen now? You get sent home, and 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 you now got to go do so much, so many weeks on your machine. Get make sure it's working, and then take the results back into their company doctor for them to hire you. It this becomes a nightmare, and the reason I'm telling you this is because. What I seen in the article is this. They said it's going to be stricter. It's going to be tougher. The rules, this is what they've been doing for the last five years, gathering data. And now they said they're going to be making the standards even tougher. So these drivers were getting screwed, Ruthann, okay, before when it was deemed a 17-inch neck or you snore or you have hard. I don't know what they're going to do next. I don't have the details on how it's going to be tougher, but they have... It's like till the end of September, they're gathering stuff and there's something going on. And then I don't know if it's going to kick in to where doctors, all of a sudden drivers, you go to do your physical and now these guys are literally questioning you now about your sleeping, your sleeping habits. So I'm telling you guys this because it's coming down the pipeline and this is no BS because this is in the FFCSA. Like Ruth Ann said, they just rewrote their, their uh, handbook on this and Quite frankly, which means honestly and straight up, that's what the word frankly means. You know that? If I'm going to be frank with you, it means I'm going to be honest and straight up. I'd rather let, you be let, Martin with me. Than let, me be frank. F- let me be frank with you. Let me, can I be Troy with you? You can be Troy with me. Okay. So it, let me be Troy with you guys out there. I'm cereal. Okay. Like Fruit Loop. It's my favorite. All right. So being serious, do yourself a favor. And I mean this sincerely. Trim down a little bit. If you have a physical coming up, I'm not kidding you guys. If you have a physical coming up in the next, or well, in the next, say four, if you, in fact, I'll tell you what, if, if you have, if you have like only a year left on your physical or six months on your physical, I'd go get a fresh physical today before this new BS kicks in. So you got at least two years before anybody's asking you for a new damn physical because most trucking companies today let you come in with your current Keep your long form. Right. And see, here's the other problem. All doctors now are what's called DOT certified. And if they find that these doctors are just passing you and not doing what they're supposed to, the doctor loses his certification and he can't do DOT physicals, DOT drug screening, anything DOT anymore. And they don't want to lose that because that's money out of their pocket. So even your home doctor is going to start doing this crap to you. So do yourself a favor right now while you have time. Go get a, a two-year physical if you can. Get that out of the way so you're not screwed in three months when you go to a new trucking company and your physical's about to run out. And guess what, guys? If you have to, trim down a little bit. Get that neck down. Do some walking. Do some cardio stuff. You don't have to go out there and kill yourself lifting weights, but you better you better get in shape a little bit better because they're they're trying to get rid of drivers in this industry, Ruth, and ones that they deem unhealthy. That's a fact. And they've been trying to do that for a while, but if they're, they're they've always been wanting to get rid of these drivers faster because they feel their um, liabilities to the industry, the insurance companies especially. 
Right. So just remember that, guys. And if you don't get your, I, I'm just telling you, one of the ways around this right now is to go get a two-year physical now before this crap hits the airways. And and they're doing it to you. I would. If I had like nine months left on my physical or whatever, and I knew I was overweight and I want to start getting in shape, it takes a while to get healthy. It really does. And trucking, To do it right, yeah. And, and, and here's, the, here's the other problem. It's like... It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in this industry. What they're trying to do is 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 go in there and start deeming people unhealthy, but they're talking to a bunch of guys that all they do is drive and sit for a living, eat, sleep, drive, eat, sleep, drive. It's hard to get out there and start working out as a truck driver, but it can be done. A lot of guys do. So many laps around your truck and trailer is a mile. I forget how many it is, like 21 or 22 laps. There's the guy that does... Um just the burpees, he, he while he's at the fuel when he's getting gas um, fuel in his truck, yeah. he'll just start doing burpees and he. I have no idea it. what the heck a burpee is. Well, I, mean, is that- I didn't either, but what it is is like where you 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 jump up, not jump up, but you go down, you kick your legs out, bring them back in, stand up, go down, kick your legs out, bring them back in, stand up. Oh, okay. I thought he was while he was pumping fuel, he was drinking a big gulp and burping. Yeah. I, I, I'm serious. I really thought Burpees. something was like stupid. Okay, so he's exercising. Mm-hmm. But look, the bottom line with this is use this stuff to get to get yourself in shape. I'm telling you, our audience at least knows we're trying to educate these guys. And if 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 you're if you're at that point in your life and you're young, especially and you want a trucking career, okay, this is about to start screwing with you. These I'm telling you, you guys that just got your CDL in the last five years, you have no idea. Absolutely. You guys were not privy to what the heck was going on years ago because yeah. you got your you CDL. You during COVID years. Right. You came in where like trucking was making a lot of money. You came in where regulations were being dropped a lot because of the COVID. You know what I mean? Essential drivers, all this stuff. You guys don't understand the BS that the drivers are putting up with when it came to that sleep apnea crap. And I'm telling you, I know some companies that they would bring in 10 to 20 drivers a week and at least probably two to five of these guys were going home with sleep apnea. And it just really depends on if they got a real strict doctor that is going to nitpick every driver. And I'm telling you right now, you don't want that. You do not want this. And what, what happened before is about to, according to these articles, it's about to get even tougher on you drivers. And I feel for you guys, you're my family. So, um, Guys, we got to do something about this before it, it kicks our ass. Let's try to figure out a way to kick its ass before it kicks our ass. Ruthann? That, Sounds like a sore hiney. Ruthann, that's, that's my podcast for the day. I, I literally just wanted to talk to these guys about, um, you know, padding the fuel bill, um, about the guys that haven't driven in quite a while, you know, what to do, swallow your pride, and uh, do yourself a favor um, do the refresher course and, and, and let the trainer just certify you. They know that you know how to drive. It's just for their insurance. And then this thing with the sleep apnea, I thought it was super important to tell these guys that, Ruth, and because it's going to affect a lot of people because truck drivers are generally unhealthy because of the lifestyle we have. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. So that's my podcast for the day. Do you have the word of the day from Word Genius, of course? I do. What do you got? What's the word? It's a song. <laughs> Bird's the word. <laughs> Bird is that word. That's See, that's, a, that's, honestly, that's what was in my head. That's old school there. So I couldn't help it. It came up in my mind because you asked. Yeah. So, so ready? Yes, go. Illus Freed? No, Be- Be- Bellisbury.
Bella Spray. Bella Spray. Bella Spray. What's a Bella Spray? A witty person. Really? I'm Bella Spray. I'm I'm the non-Bella Spray. For real? Witty? Witty. A witty. witty person. Yeah. Hoping to absorb enough wit to become a Bella Spree, Laura read the collected works of Dorothy Parker and Oscar Wilde. I think if you use that word, people give you a weird look. Just Bella Spree. I mean... It kind of fa- sounds a little hippie-ish, but you know. Yeah. I, I'm not a free spirit. I'm a Bella Spree. Yeah. I, I think I think you'd get a weird look with that word. I don't know if I like that word. Just kind of, it's it just doesn't even flow. If you're talking in a conversation, instead of using witty, you say Bella Spree. It doesn't. It just doesn't flow with the with the English language. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's supposed to be snotty. I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, it's uh, French. French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Bella Spree. Okay, Ruthann. I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.